This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Each week we give the world globe a spin and see where we land. Then we take the kids of Australia on an audio excursion to visit that country and its people. I'm Amanda Bauer and today on Squiz the World we're visiting one of the oldest civilizations in the world, the biggest democracy in the world and the second most populous country in the world after China. Strap yourselves into the Squiz Kids super fast supersonic jetliner as we take off and take a squiz at India. Just the facts. If you imagine a triangle balancing upside down on its point, you've got the basic shape of India. Except that on the top right corner, there's a teensy thin strip of land that extends out and connects to another chunk of Indian territory. As you'll see on the map I've linked to in your episode notes, India juts out from the bottom of Asia. So it's surrounded by water on two sides of its triangle, including the Indian Ocean to the south. No prizes for guessing where that body of water got its name. India then has land borders with, going clockwise from the north, China, Nepal, Bhutan, Bangladesh, Myanmar, and all the way over on the western side, Pakistan. Before 1947, Britain was in charge of the area that now makes up India and Pakistan. Initially, Britain had planned to give independence to a united India, but Muslims, a majority of whom lived in the West, wanted their own country. Worried that if they didn't split them up, it might cause a war between Muslims and Hindus, which is the most common religion in India, Britain performed what is called partition, or separation, to create two independent countries. Up to 20 million people were displaced, and that partition is often described as one of the largest refugee crises in history. Sadly, there was a lot of violence, and there is still suspicion between India and Pakistan to this day. But, as we always say on Squiz the World, a country is so much more than its conflicts and politics. India has tigers, temples, and the Taj Mahal. There are the Himalayan mountains to the north, tropical beaches to the south, and fertile plains and dry deserts in between. Whenever you travel, it's important to learn a few words in that country's language. It's a great way to show respect. So let's learn the lingo. The official languages of India are Hindi and English, but it's a huge country and there are another 22 languages recognised by the constitution. Today we're going to learn a little Hindi and a little Assamese. Do you remember I said that there was a chunk of India off to the right of that main upside down triangle? Well, that's where a good friend of mine lives in the state of Assam. So let's give an especially big welcome to her nephew, Squiz Kid Jamit. Jamit, take it away. Hi, I am Jamit and I am 10 years old. I am from Assam in India and my parents are also from India. I personally like to speak in Hindi because it is our national language and it is taught as a compulsory subject in our school. Here is how we say hi, how are you in Hindi. Namaste, aap kaise ho? Here is how we say thank you, dhanyabad. And here is how we say goodbye, alvida. Here is how we say hi, how are you in Assamese. Namaskar, apunar khobor kinu Here is how we say thank you, dhanyabad. 
And here is how we say goodbye. Ahisu. If I had half Jameet's energy, I could do a Squeeze the World episode every day. Thank you so much for teaching us Hindi and Assamese, Jameet. Now that we can communicate a little bit, it's... Time for school. India is a complicated country. It has some of the richest and some of the poorest people in the world. In fact, you might remember that not long ago on Squiz Kids, we talked about how 91 million houses in India don't have clean, safe drinking water that comes out of a tap. So, although school is free and compulsory from the ages of 6 to 14, about 30% of kids don't finish primary school. And that's mostly because their families are so poor, they want their kids to work or to help at home. I want to focus today on something that I find super cool about school in India, maths. They have different words in English for big numbers. They start off like we do. There are the ones, the tens, the hundreds, the thousands, the ten thousands. But the word for what we call 100,000 is luck, L-A-K-H. Then there's crore, C-R-O-R-E, which means 10 million. Remember that story we talked about where 91 million people didn't have clean water? So in the Indian newspapers, it said 9.1 crore people. So 9.1 crore is 91 million. One crore is 10 million. So the Australian population is about 25 million, right? How many crore would that be? Remember, one crore is 10 million. Up if you said 2.5 crore. Yeah! Wow, give yourself a big pat on the back if you did. Now, you may not have heard of Lux and Crore, but I am guessing that you have heard about the Taj Mahal. And I have to say, I was pretty surprised by some of the things I learned about it. Believe it or not. It took 20,000 workers and the 1,000 elephants they used to transport their building materials. 22 years to build the Taj Mahal, which was finished in 1653. If you were going to build it today, it would cost $1.2 billion. The man paying the bills was Emperor Shah Jahan. And the reason he built the Taj Mahal is that he was so devastated when his favourite wife, Mumtaz Mahal, died giving birth to their 14th child. Just think about that for a sec. 14 kids! Anyway, Emperor Shah Jahan wanted to build a palace to hold his wife's tomb as a monument to his love. Now, there are so many things to mention about this building, which, of course, I have put lots of links to in your episode notes. To start with, it is a perfectly symmetrical structure. More of maths, right? It's made of white marble, and since 1996, the government of India has had to work to limit pollution around the Taj Mahal because it was staining the white marble. Now, areas of those marble walls are inlaid with precious stones in a floral design, and the colours and workmanship are said to be so perfect that the flowers almost look real. Then there are gardens and water features all over designed to reflect the palace. That's that image of the Taj Mahal that you're probably familiar with, the water in front with the Taj Mahal behind and the reflection. And then there are these four minarets or towers around the outside. Now, Emperor Shah Jahan planned to have a black palace built on the other side of the river facing the Taj Mahal to house his tomb when he died. 
But, and here is a real twist, one of his sons wanted to be emperor before his dad died. So he actually overthrew Shah Jahan and locked him up. He did have a view of his beloved wife's tomb though from the room that he was imprisoned in. And when he did eventually die, his son put Shah Jahal's tomb inside the Taj Mahal as well. In fact, it's the only thing about the Taj Mahal that isn't symmetrical. Well, I don't know about you, but I always get hungry after walking around and sightseeing. I think it might be... Dinner time. India has been inhabited for over 55,000 years. It has 28 states, 22 official languages, so you will probably not be surprised to know that the kind of food you eat in India is very different depending on where you are. There's no official national dish. People in the South might make you crispy potato-stuffed pancakes called dosa. In the capital, New Delhi, you might tuck into some spicy yogurt-marinated chicken cooked in a clay oven called a tandoor. But today I want to talk about what just might be the world's oldest smoothie. It's called a lassi. The idea of mixing fermented milk or yogurt with fruit and spices started around 1000 BC and it's supposed to calm your stomach, especially if you've eaten too much spicy food, which in India is a definite possibility. I've popped a recipe for a traditional Indian mango lassi in your episode notes. It's healthier than a milkshake and it is so delicious. Time for the Quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What is the name of the ocean to the south of India? And actually, it's to the west of Australia too. Yeah, that's right. The Indian Ocean. Easy one. Question number two. Name one of the two languages, not counting English, that Jamit spoke in today. He spoke Assamese and Hindi. And question number three, what shapes do the precious jewels on the walls of the Taj Mahal make? That's right, beautiful flowers. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for staying curious about the world and joining me on this incredible trip to India. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out.